Welcome to Why Is with Ty and Dan. This week we discuss. Hey, uh, 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 hey, uh, would uh, you uh want to uh, uh possibly uh listen to this uh podcast? Maybe uh, uh. Welcome to Why Is with Ty and Dan, a Marvel podcast where we try to figure out just who and what is going on in this cinematic universe. My name is Tyler Borland, and with me always is Danny Vincent. That's me, Danny V, but we also got our uh, returning guest. Who is this? Who are you? Hey guys, uh, this is Kevin Lau. You last had me on for the uh, Captain America Civil War episode, but I was told that we're not going to go three hours again. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> it's darn. I have opinions on this movie. <laughs> 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 you know, this is where we would normally ask you, what were your thoughts on the movie you were on here to hype for last time or project? Because you were on for Civil War. Talk about right. Falcon Winter Soldier. However... Tyler went to guest star on your podcast to talk about Falcon Winter Soldier. <laughs> Committed critics. So if you guys want to hear Kevin's opinion on it, you can go listen to that. And you can also hear Tyler's opinion on it again. So yeah, committed critics. But we do have a question from you for our last guest, Mr. Right. Caleb S. Bunn. Um, his question is, in Spider-Man Life Story, Spider-Man ages as a human being would, which gives Spider-Man a more period setting than the movies ever had. What pre-2000s time period would you be interested in seeing a Spider-Man movie set during? It's a good question. Uh, I think a, uh, like a 60s Spider-Man movie would be really interesting. And maybe like we'd maybe even like make it look like a 60s movies, but with like the modern technology, if that makes sense. Like Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, yeah, better implemented than that. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's... Okay. Uh, debatable. Uh, but yeah, no, like, because, like, can you know, Spider-Man uh, was created in 1962, I believe. Uh, I just think having it set in 1962 would just be interesting. And the way Spider-Man Life Story did it, uh, the main conflict was that, uh, for that issue, was him wondering if he should join the, uh, the war to fight the Vietnam War for, to help the Americans because he got these powers. He wondered, just wondering if he should use it responsibly. Mm. Um and I, I, I'll plug it in as well. Uh, so I was on Caleb's podcast talking about Spider-Man Life Story, the all-new 52. So, you you know, if you want to know more about what that comic book is like, it's really good. You can just check out our review there. All right. Well, we got to give our answers. Tyler, do you have an answer? I have an answer already. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. I, I want Spider-Man in, uh, I want him in like 10,000 BC. Or I just want him around there because, <laughs> Yeah. That's that's there is no there's no good reason. Spider Man BC. Spider Man BC. In Peter's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I just like I I want to see him uh he gets cornered by like a saber toothed tiger and then he's like go web go and like what if, if, if it gets on the tusk and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> right. He's he like tries to swing away, but there's no buildings to grab onto. You know, he's he's like, oh okay. There's, now, there's a what if the saber tooth tiger in is the saber tooth yeah. tiger from Ice Age and has the same voice as Captain Stacy? Come on, okay. There you go. Dennis Leary voices the tiger. How about just put? No one here knows Ice, Ice Age? Age lore. What's going Do you on? What? You no, I know. I know what you're saying. Do, I, I would also take Spider-Man Ice Age. <laughs> like I would take Spider-Man Ice Age. 
I'd watch Ray it. Romano's like, what's with the spider guy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, get out of here. <laughs> uh, my choice would be, I was really actually thinking about like, I didn't, like, I was like, this, as soon as Caleb said, I was like, maybe this one. I was like, ah, I should think about it more. Then I kept going back. No, nope, that's the one I want. I want Spider-Man Roaring Twenties for the first movie. And then the second movie, okay. The Great Depression hits. I think that so, would be, ooh. So do you cool think the, the title would be The Great Spider-Man? No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, Great Gatsby is a good comparison point. Because as I always talk about with the Baz Luhrmann movie, is mm-hmm. it has one of my favorite moments of film that entire year, 2013, is when Tobey Maguire, a fan mm-hmm. from the podcast, uh, <laughs> Tobey Maguire just goes, I'd only gotten drunk twice for my, my life and this was the second time and it just cuts to him like doing the pelvic thrust to Dave Jay-Z and grinding <laughs> on somebody and it's incredible Spider-Man 3? <laughs> what? Are you talking about Spider-Man 3? Yeah, yeah pelvic the thrust? great Gatsby yeah. is Spider-Man 3 the, yeah. the great Spider-Man 3 so yeah, Roaring 20 Spider-Man would be interesting so there you go, that would be the title of the third movie you, you're right, you got me, the great Spider-Man 3 Spider-Man, yeah. the Roaring 20s PG-13 in theaters Tuesday. No, it's rated R. I like how Spider-Man BC is rated R, but 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> Roaring 20 is, is PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what is your question for our next guest, Mr. Uh, yeah. So my next my, my question for the next guest is a little a little kooky question, I guess. But, uh, but which Spider-Man title types do you prefer? The plane, the adjective, or the subtitle? Uh, for example, the plane is Spider-Man. You know, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3. The Technically, the title is in Spider-Man 1. What? You fake fan? The title is oh, in Spider-Man no! 1. <laughs> <laughs> now, there is Spider-Man 1.1, I, I, like, I believe. I like the Andrew Garfield more. <laughs> uh, there's also... So, yeah, for the adjective, you know, The Amazing Spider-Man. And then the subtitle, Spider-Man Homecoming or Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. What's your favorite title? I like the adjective a lot. Um... You know, I always like the Amazing Spider-Man. I'm a, I, uh, I'm not sure if I said it on the show before, but I, I love comic books. So, but I always love it when Spider when sp- they have like new adjectives for Spider-Man, like the Sensational Spider-Man, the Spectacular Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man. It's just like you know, it Superior just works. Spider-Man. Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. 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 The Spiderific Spider-Man. The Everyman. Spidey Spider-Man. Spider-Man. The manly Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, sorry, uh, Tyler. Spider-Man BC doesn't. Sorry, it doesn't quite make the list. It doesn't. Doesn't quite <laughs> Spider Man. What about the Roaring Spider Man? The Roaring Spider Man. The Great Spider Man. Hey, it's, it works for both the Spider Man BC and Roaring Twenty Spider Man. <laughs> it does. You're right. You got me. All right, let's jump into what we're talking about. I was looking up to see if there really was a Spider Man 1.1. There is a petition to release it. Okay, oh, so from I, th- I from swore this... there was a 1.1 because I knew there was two extended. There was a 2.1, but then which there, what's, is there's the not whole, a 3.1. Which is the one I watched. But whatever, I don't know. Whatever, <laughs> go on. Sorry. From this point on, we will discuss the Amazing Spider Man and possible spoilers for future productions. We do not claim to have knowledge of said future spoilers, but we'll gladly take full credit if such come true. We will not address any of those juicy leaks, but if our speculations align, it is purely coincidence. Now we're going to talk about The Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> now, first we have to explain where we first encountered The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, now, Tyler, I'm going to have you go last. Kevin, you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, I was a strapping young lad of 16 years old when this movie released. 
I uh, went to, to the theater to watch it with my family, and I really loved it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know it's very divisive, but uh, I know I really generally liked this movie when, it was, when I was 16, uh, when it came out on Blu-ray. I bought the Blu-ray, and I think this was actually, this is actually the most rewatched movie in my life. Uh, I think this, watching it now, is probably the eighth time I've seen it. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, no, who Look, hurt you? No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say my condolences, man. <laughs> this is my third time watching it. And it was a rough one. No, like, cause, no, cause when it came out of Blu-ray, I was like 16. I was like, ah, I really yeah. like this movie. I was watching it probably like every other week or something like that for a little bit. And then like eventually, I, you know, I stopped a little bit and then Sp- Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out. <laughs> <laughs> Good time. How many, um, how many times have you watched Amazing Spider-Man 2? Probably four times. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen The Amazing Spider-Man 2 the same amount of times I've seen this one, and I'm looking forward to watching that one again compared to this one. But anyway, I my first encounter of this was, I think it was my birthday movie in 2012, because I think it came out July 3rd. So I think I saw it over my birthday or like the day after or so, like a couple days after. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like I saw it. I remember my parents, my, not my parents, my dad and my brother weren't in town when this came out. So they saw without me, and I always thought, I guess that's my story. Is I, you, we, I didn't see it with my brother nor my dad. <laughs> I just saw it with mom, and I just saw it with mom. Was it, Did your mom like it? I think I think we were all like it was okay. You know, like like I at the, okay at the time I was like three out of five, like solid, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I watched it again at home, I was like, no, this is boring. And since then, <laughs> it's just gradually been going down in my grade until this watch, which. When it hit the dreaded 0. 0.5 out of 5 grade to oh, tip my boy. hand out a bit. I think I was the only one in my family that enjoyed it because my mom and dad were only exposed to the Raimi movies before. They're just they just couldn't get over the idea of web shooters. Mm. Oh, mm. my we were all caught up on the idea that Peter is not a like he's not unpopular in this. Like Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have some notes on that. Well, like a note, but it's not really a defense. It's still pretty bad <laughs> well unfortunately you can't say it yet because we gotta know when tyler first encountered this movie mm-hmm. it was today oh uh, yeah i've you went I've so long without, <laughs> without I went, went so hurt. long yeah and then uh this podcast decided to place the uh, onus of watching this upon me i mean so, i yeah, feel so, very similar on that on that, having it, to rewatch it the last time i was, I was like i'm never gonna watch this again and then I, here we I, are. Was, <laughs> I was honestly i was honestly like you know i've never seen this and uh i'm gonna give it a chance and i'll like i know that critically it's it's not a like appraised but uh but i was like yeah i'll give it a chance and um yeah sure i'll watch it and from the text messages between Danny and I, I'm like, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, it, it, I watched. Well, that means we can there. talk about I'll our It's going to be so long not having Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man in your life. Yeah. The <sighs> first time that I saw Andrew Garfield in a film was, I think, oh, the Two one hours he ago. won the Oscar. <laughs> it was the one Social he won. Network? <laughs> no, not that one. He wasn't nominated for Hacksaw Social Ridge. Network. He only has Hacksaw one nomination. Ridge. Was he nominated? Was he, he nominated for Hacksaw Ridge? He did no, he didn't. Not okay. okay. He was nominated. He should have been nominated for Silence, which is the movie I'd give you if I was allowed to give you three hour long movies. <laughs> well, and even Hacksaw Ridge, I've not seen Hacksaw Ridge. I saw no, all the cool things that he did, like all the like the heroic. I saw the main idea. I got the main Hacksaw idea Ridge film. is such a <laughs> weird movie. The first hour of it is like 
a very cheap Christian film that randomly has Andrew Garfield as the lead. And then it just suddenly becomes a grueling war movie. <laughs> like it I just haven't cuts. seen it, but that sounds enticing now. <laughs> it's, it's a, I thought it was okay. That's like, you know, a like lot it's... like the film Platoon. Danny, you should watch that. that. I, From what I've heard of Platoon, it's not as blatantly... You're I was joking. like, that's nothing like it's nothing okay, like Platoon. Whatever. But, I was gonna say whatever. Yeah. Let's get into our general thoughts. I don't want to yeah. Axel Rich. I I will say this: I'm never gonna launch a podcast about Andrew Garfield because as much as I like him, he's in a lot of bad movies. <laughs> a lot of good movies and a lot of bad movies. Look, you never man, know what you're gonna get. A job, him. you gotta get that paycheck somehow. <laughs> that's all, true. Mm, yes, but no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not proud of every movie I've worked on. <laughs> Well, nuts. <laughs> anyway. All right. You want me to start with yeah, general, start your general, general thoughts? thoughts. <laughs> You're just nodding your head. I was it's like, sucks. am I supposed to go? I'm the guest. <laughs> no, you go last. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Just tell me where okay. you want me to go. <laughs> this episode should just be titled Danny is angry. <laughs> <laughs> Spider underscore man. Danny is angry. There dot MP4. <laughs> yes. Dot MP4. <laughs> Okay, so this was a super fun time. I traveled around the wild zone and battled the ton. My Vulpix leveled up twice and I caught a Krabby. Oh, wait, that's Pokemon Sword, which I started playing 40 minutes into the movie. So, I mean, like, yeah, necessarily to say, like, I I did get bored. And um, I it's the Raimi films felt cohesive and like they belonged in their own world. And poss- that they possibly could, if if fans wanted to, you know, like headcanon, be like, oh, well, the Spider-Man Raimi films are in the same universe as, like, I don't know, Armageddon. Um, then, yeah, sure, you could because they're they're that much alive. But this film, it lacked it lacked the life of those prior films. Um, and I, yeah, it the Raimi films felt like they belong in their own world. This film feels like it doesn't belong anywhere. Um, and I I think it's maybe because it doesn't know exactly what it is. Um, I know there's criticism that Eternals is a beautiful bore, which I objectively and subjectively disagree with. And I'd say you could give that criticism to this movie, but it's not beautiful. Um, this film feels like it's a relatively low-budget fan film by someone who does not know who Spider-Man is, but read enough YouTube comments to have a decent idea. Well, my thoughts on it, and I'm keeping them short because this is the type of movie that, weirdly enough, despite the fact that I think it is, it's just mediocre and boring. Uh, it's the type of movie I can get very like pundit, pundit like angry at, like very like <laughs> I'm a newscaster and I I'm J I'm I am J. You are the J.K. Simmons. I am mad. I hate Spider Man. <laughs> I can get very mad at this. So I will just say that I think this is easily the worst movie we have covered on this podcast in a mainline segment. So not counting green rooms of any Marvel movie or TV show we've covered on this podcast. This is by far or movie directed by like a director of a Marvel movie. This is easily the worst film we have talked about yet, and it will remain the worst film we talk about. For at least the rest of the year, unless Spider-Man No Way Home is like a colossal train wreck that's not entertaining <laughs> at all, <laughs> which I don't find likely. <laughs> I think I think as as you as it's well known on this podcast, I don't like the Holland movies. The Holland movies are like best picture worthy compared to this movie. Oh boy. <laughs> like, like, I, 
That's I hate Dim, these movies. Dim's fighting words. I hate this, well, let me rephrase. I hate this movie. I uh, don't hate the Andrew Garfield movies, which you'll hear about next week, but I hate this movie. All right. So, Kevin. <laughs> how you going to follow that up? <laughs> After that, uh, I still like this movie. <laughs> Danny uh, no, it's not as good as when I th- as I thought it was back <laughs> when I was sixteen, of course. But like, I still enjoy it. When I was sixteen, I was stupid and didn't know what movie was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's movie? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but no, it's like I watched. This is the first time I watched it in a long while, and it was like, yeah, it was still it was still a good time. You know, was, I had a chill time with some popcorn and a drink. I'm not sure a lot to mention on the show, but uh, uh, you juice? know, it was juice. It was. Juice. It, it had juice in it. <laughs> oh, okay. So, but yeah, no, it's just you know, it, I don't, I don't hate this movie. There was, there were definitely some parts where I'm just like, oh, this scene doesn't really connect to that scene very well. Uh, but there was like, eh, it's, it's you know, it's a Spider-Man movie. It's, it's, it's like I think it's nice to have a mediocre Spider-Man movie because it's just like you know, you can just chill out and just oh look, Spider-Man swinging, fighting bad guys. I like this. But we had Spider-Man three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, Spider-Man 3 is a mediocre one. That one's just a weird one. Okay, here's the thing. Here's how my grades work. A 0.5 out of 5 is an F. This is an F movie to me. This is is my lowest rated Spider-Man movie. Okay, but my point, I gave Spider-Man 3 a 2.5, which is a C. A C is mediocre, really, if you think about Mm -hmm. it. This is bad. (laughs) In my mind. Alright, alright. I want to point out, off Kevin, what just Danny, hey. We said Wait. we were not going to argue. No, this is us moving thoughts. into digging it. We're moving into digging it. <laughs> oh, this, okay. This, All right. No, 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 no. I want to point this out. Because I think we're, 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 that's how it works. You know, Tyler, we're, we're, this is the last part of, of uh, General Thoughts. So we just automatically move into digging it. Okay? I want to point out that we brought Kevin on because he is the only person I know <laughs> who can give this movie a positive slant. And even he says, yeah, this is the worst part of the movie. <laughs> Actually, no, I, I, I want to correct myself. I actually gave um, uh, Far From Home a half a point lower than this. Oh, okay, okay. Far From Home is a two point two and a half out of five. This one's a three out of, three out of five for me. Tyler leaves okay. the Discord server. Oh no! <laughs> well, I, I seem to be in the minority that like I don't really care for Far From Home. I I mean I don't like it either. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm not I'm not going to argue that. It's much, like I I think I think Far From Home is. Uh, it's along same level quality as Black Widow. It's like three out of five. I'm like, yeah. It is a it is Jake Gyllenhaal, which this movie doesn't have. So <laughs> that that's about that, that's about it for me on it. Um, <laughs> that's so now to officially <laughs> moving to digging yeah. in because Tyler was annoyed. I went into it without announcing it. <laughs> I was I was just calling you out. Do you do you guys want me to lead? Because I have something I can lead with here. Okay, lead, and then I'll try to figure out how to refute it. Okay, well, I think you're going to agree with me, is that I think this movie is in a very unique position, because this is the movie that is why we don't have a Spider-Man origin in the MCU. Because (laughs) this is a complete remake of a film that came out 10 years prior to it. (laughs) Like, this came out 10 years after Spider-Man 1 of Sam Raimi. This is Mm. pretty much a beat-by-beat remake of it. And that is why it really like doesn't work because there is another movie that is pretty much on the same level of it technically that is much better. I, the reason I point this out is that people will be like, well, they always give you the Batman origin. 
Batman Begins is the only movie that gives you the full movie as the origin. The other movies, it's just like in a montage. You know, you see Bruce Wayne's parents get killed. It's not the whole movie. This mm. is literally Spider-Man 1 in structure, but much, much more boring of all the personality <laughs> drained from it. But also, so is Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Okay, but that again, <laughs> there's personality there. <laughs> if that's what Patrick you want to call Page. personality. <laughs> I I think Spider-Man, I would rather rewatch Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark than this. <laughs> I think it's a much more enjoyable watch than this is. Well, here's a little trivia. During his breaks, Andrew Garfield went around New York playing basketball with kids in his Spider-Man outfit. Now, as endearing as it's like, oh, that's great. I would just love to see him go up to this like park where these kids are playing basketball. And he's like, hey, guys, can I play? But these kids have like never seen a Spider-Man film, and instead they're just like, ah! and they throw their basketball at him. And then, Wait, are, like, you, and then, are you telling me that this, these kids are the people who directed the Amazing Spider-Man? Because <laughs> close to it, <laughs> they were there at the pitch meeting. So I was. I'm just now. I'm just wondering how the uh, the costume designer was watching Andrew Garfield play basketball in the costume. Just kind of like, oh, I hope it doesn't rip. <laughs> hope it doesn't rip. It. That's like, yeah. Now we we've got we've both already gone after this movie. So Kevin, we're gonna let you say something about it. So it's not just um, us dunking on the movie. We're no still pun on intended. The digging, the digging in portion, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, we're gonna okay. be here, yeah, yeah, we're gonna yeah, be yeah. here for a bit. Cool. Yeah. Not, not too long, but for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, like I said, like I think this is a very chill, mediocre Spider-Man movie. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, and, like <laughs> I just you know, love that that's the most positive thing you can say about. It. Yeah, it's mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I'm not. There's nothing great about it. Uh, but it was. But it's like you know, there's. I did find Andrew Garfield's portrayal of Spider-Man in the car- in the costume to be really fun. Um, it, like it's definitely Spider-Man lines too that you get from the comics as his one-liners mm-hmm. and quips. Um, but yeah. as Peter Parker was definitely. Sure. A bit rough, and then watching it now, I'm just like, yeah, you broke he's, my skateboard. He's a stalker. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Again, like going back to us, my, my point of like this basically remakes Spider-Man One is that like Spider-Man One has all that weird stuff from Mary Jane that we talked about in an episode with Julius, right? But the difference there is to me is that like Spider-Man One feels like it's being made by someone who like remembers loving Spider-Man as a kid. This right. just feels like it's by it making being made by a guy who's like. Well, Mark Webb, the only thing he did before here, this was a romance, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, to me, the tone does not, it doesn't let me buy into that and the idea of this being a love story. And that's right. really what the issue with this movie is to me, is the tone. The tone yeah, the, does not yeah. fit what the story is being told. By the writing itself, it's just like, oh, this is weird. Like, I don't really buy this as a romance. But like, what sells it really is like the chemistry between Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone for me. Yeah. I think they have a really yeah. great chemistry despite their lines. Uh, um, uh, what? Uh, 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 yeah, uh, yeah, uh, 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 uh. That's a line, Danny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it feels no, very Twilight to me. Gwen Stacy <laughs> is better in this movie, is a better character in this movie than Mary Jane in the Raimi movies. I don't know if you have any defense for that. Well, um, we do, but you can listen to our last three episodes on our defense. <laughs> that's fair, I, yeah. I will say, I will say that, like, there are there are parts of uh, of Emma Stone's performance that I'm like that she does outperform Kirsten Dunst 
but there's also there's also parts where Kirsten Dunst out. You know. Oh no, um, I'm not comparing Emma Stone to Kirsten Dunst. It's more like oh, Gwen like they're, and Mary Jane, they're like how they Gwen how Stacey they're incorporated. Okay, how they're incorporated yeah. in the story, how they how they re, uh, the relationship work with Peter Parker. I yeah. just like with Mary Jane in the Raimi movies, she's she's kind of like back and forth, but it's also like she's not really much of anything. Like uh, she, we, I disagree strongly on that. She, okay, she also is like. When is Why does Siri always character? try to get on these podcasts? Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know why that happened again. Okay, anyways. Um, so Gwen Stacy felt like she was part of the story in this film, whereas there are parts of the Raimi-verse where Mary Jane is just like kind of like <laughs> into the Raimi-verse, yes. Where she's just kind of kind of like like a separate entity. Like it's like there, yeah. Yeah, like why that, are you here again? Yeah, that Peter cries about. I, I I don't want to get too much into Raimi because we, we we just spent three weeks right. talking, and about I don't want to dump the Raimi movies because I actually do like the Raimi movies as well. Yeah, I've, my main takeaway from us rewatching the Raimi movies was that Kirsten Dunst is better in those movies than people give her credit for. Like, yeah. I would say if you no, were to yeah. just give me one takeaway, it's that it's like people undersell her too much in those movies. Agree. Oh, no, I have nothing. Uh, I have yeah. no problem with Kirsten Dunst. Uh, it's just more like the writing of Mary Jane the character. Yeah. No, yeah, but see, but, that's what I mean too. I'm talking about Mary. I think Mary Jane is undersold by people in the memories of that movie. Mm-hmm. She's better than people give the character credit for, with the exception of two. In Spider Man 2, it is rough. But the other two, she's good. Spider Man 2. Spider Man 2. MJ kisses every now, man. I want to jump ahead <laughs> to really explain why the tone doesn't work, which is at the end of the movie, where we were talking about this a bit off mic before we recorded. Is there's this crane scene now, mm-hmm. Kevin? You told me before we recorded you had a, a take on it. I thought you did. I have a take. It's not really a strong defense, but like it's just more like as a writing mechanic. It's just like, oh yeah, like Spider Man saves this kid uh, in like the first half of the movie. So in the second half of the movie, in the climax, uh, the the payoff of that setup is uh, he gets uh, the dad of the kid that he saves. You know, talks to all the crane engineers, helps Spider Man get to where he needs to go. Um, I was like, I didn't really have a problem with it in the movie. It was just more like, oh, yeah, set up a payoff. Well, yeah. you want to know my issue of it? This is yeah. this was this has been my issue of it since 2012. He's this just has always a been kid. A, we'll get to that, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so first, that scene with the kid. I don't like it because of the score. It's played yeah, it's like the this Terrence Malick. Yeah. It's played like a Terrence Malick art house thing when it's. Like, that's what the music sounds like. And it's just like, uh-huh. what? Like, this should be a little, like, more tense. But instead, it's like, Spider-Man is a godlike figure coming to save this kid. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> and it's just too much. But then what I don't like is the crane thing. It's it's cheesy. And I'm ready for you to say, Blue Raimi movies are cheesy. The difference is that the Raimi movies are set up in that tonal space where it feels like a cartoon. Like, right. That is what the tone of those movies are. Mm-hmm. And this thing... It feels a little out of tone. It's incredibly out of tone. Yeah. Because it's being sold to us as, really, this movie was sold on, hey, you guys like the Christopher Nolan movies? We're going to do less Spider-Man, which is right, a like, this is, terrible like, this, is more, this is more of a Spider-Man that's aimed for realism. And then you have something like that that like, feels out of a comic book. You're just like, okay, that like the suspension of disbelief leaves a little bit. Which I understand. Like It, it does feel a bit out of place. I agree. But also, it's just kind of like, you know... It, it, it it works in the sense of like the character's relation with the world, so, like his actions, uh, not only you know, affect him, his personal life, but also like 
every New York itself as well. So it, it just feels so weak sauce to me. It just is. Oh like, yeah, it could definitely be stronger. Like there could be. There's a better Spider-Man movie out there. Some may argue there's quite a few better Spider-Man movies out there. Might I might I point out that because we made fun of this last week mm-hmm. is that in Spider-Man three we get the this could be the end of Spider-Man color commentary and that is in this movie in the third yes. act. Yes, it's, it's back. <laughs> not the same person, obviously, but it's like Spider-Man is not looking too good for him. It's like yeah. okay. No, okay, the the line from from the. Uh, from the lady is she she says spider-man's on his way but i don't think he's gonna make it which is like <laughs> that's very close to what she very said and i'm like it's just like huh you know you're like you're watching as a kid it's like i do understand what they're saying <laughs> yeah I, I just i'm like oh i at least at least in spider-man 3 they were like this could be the end of yeah it Spider-Man. was so like, dramatic it was so that- dramatic <laughs> and then this one she's just like i don't think he's gonna make it <laughs> i'm like all right people just, place just your bets he, just wait until he <laughs> dies in the next movie <laughs> we've been making that joke for a while so andrew garfield dies at the end of the amazing spider-man 2 <laughs> oh boy hey um, man new spider-man every movie i'll take it yeah, um, um so if he pop if he would pop in like what if Doctor Strange in No Way Home is like, don't worry, don't worry, Peter. I'm going to bring together a team of elite Spider-Man. And then Tom Holland is like, what? And then and here comes like, party uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, why can't you just bring in Maguire. Mr. Stark? Right. And then here Bring comes Tommy McGuire. And he's like, pizza time. And then <laughs> we go to... Uh, we we go to this other portal and it's supposed to be Andrew Garfield, but instead it's Rhino with Andrew Garfield's body <laughs> in his close. hands. And he's like, he's like, ah, and he just does his like crazy screaming thing. And he's like, I'm Spider-Man now. <laughs> yeah, I'm the superior Spider-Man. Now I want to talk about one more thing, which is uh, the I'm just a kid thing, which is as Tyler has ragged on, no offense, but also kind of offense because you keep bringing it up and it bothers me. The Raimi movies and the casting where they look old. I say that this movie they look is old. worse. They look old. It was a trick of the camera. It's not because they were significantly older. Okay, but these the actors are significantly playing. older too. And the reason, <laughs> they are. the reason why it sticks out to me is not only the tone, but you know who Flash reminds me of in this movie in particular? Because Flash looks the oldest. He reminds me of a certain other movie that opened in 2012. Uh, it's Channing Tatum's in 21 Jump Street. Oh. oh. <laughs> and, oh. He, he looks like Channing Tatum in 21 Jump Street, including the fact that Channing Tatum is told in the movie, you look like you're 40 <laughs> in 21 <laughs> Jump Street. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that's the thing to me. Is like the tone of this movie is trying to be very serious. And these actors look like, they're from 21 Jump Street, which opened that same year. So, like, contemporarily, we were making fun of this. And I'd say, in 21 Jump Street, yeah, Dave Franco and Brie Larson are older than their characters. But I can buy them more than I can buy these guys. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. For me, it's just more like, hey, you know, you gotta you gotta just let it happen. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, like, there's the movie tells me they're 17. All right, they're 17. <laughs> See, it's funny because you're, you're giving me exactly what I said to Tyler. <laughs> we were talking about the rainy movies. And I'm like, no, I was 17 at the time this movie came out. And I knew no one who looked like this. Look, when I was 16, I kind of bought it, actually. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> 
It wasn't until that's, I watched it this time, I, I was just like. like, you know what? They're the same age as I am right now. This is strange. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I think about 21 Jump Street is you just assume that everyone in that school is an undercover cop. And they, okay. And that's, yeah. That'd be an interesting twist. Plot twist. It's like one person pulls out a gun and then like, you know, all the rest and of the kids everyone. start pulling out guns. <laughs> He's like, Guys, stop like spoiling the next Jump Street movie. We're going to get one someday. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <sighs> all right. Well, if you guys have talked, those are my main talking points on this movie because I, I really hate it. I, just, um, I can't fair. stand it. Look, I, I like the web shoot. I like the web shooter designs. I think the costume's pretty cool, though. It's like, so cool that uh, you know Peter Parker, who's supposed to be really smart, just orders his like. I thought that web, that was from the web Amazon. cartridges. Yeah, that yeah, was, the web cartridges. It was just like no one's going to suspect this at all. Yeah, <laughs> or his internet browsing history. <laughs> oh, we need to talk about Bing. We need to talk about Bing. <laughs> That's what we talk, talk about, about being. About yeah, being. I, I do like the costume. <laughs> However, so, so, so some of the lighting makes the costume look terrible. Yeah, yeah. I will say, like, the costume did... It did look like something that he would have made himself rather than, like, the Raimi costume. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm also a costume designer on the side, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So this one did... It did seem like... It's like, okay, yeah. I, I could see someone, like, ordering... I guess you know pieces of this and putting together something, something of that sort. But uh, yeah, I bought the costume in this one more than I do the. I I like the one in the Raimi in the Raimi verse, um, and it fits in that world. But this one, the costume also the costume also fits in this in this world too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the costume. I, like, there's, I, I, I'll talk about it more later. But I like the, the web shooters. Too. I like I like that. He creates his own, like this one's. He's a lot more of a techie Spider-Man, which mm-hmm. I'm. I'm cool with. I understand they they were trying to modernize um, this this Spidey, but uh, the the thing, the biggest thing for me, the parts where I was like, I don't understand, like why this exists. It was the parts with his parents, with the back <laughs> the story, which I know. Story. Yeah, I know. Story. I know. Like there's more of it in in Amazing Spider-Man two, but I'm I yeah, <laughs> right I, I I just I don't understand I don't understand why it felt like if they were going to go into something with his parents it felt like they should have gone into that with that's like a Spider-Man four thing that like you have a cliffhanger at like the end of the I don't know. It feels no, like something I, that should come later in a series rather than right off the bat. It's like it's we need because, to get you know, to they know wanted the character this to, and get They wanted this to, to be different than the Raimi movies. And the way they mm-hmm. figured it is like, well, let's make it about his parents, even though that doesn't really happen in Spider-Man. Like, no one really yeah. cares about his parents. But it will make it different, so let's do that. Yeah, it, know, has, like, does, it does leave an open open uh, thread because it's supposed to be... It was made to be an overarching story. Um, mm-hmm. You can feel... I felt in this movie... A, like a like a universe setup a bit like even though it's kind of plain and you, even though yeah. you, you Danny say it's kind of plain and boring I feel like well it would be cool to see like how this Spider Man continues to grow throughout movies will the quality of the movies get better I don't know <laughs> well I think uh, the big issue of this movie that I didn't say is that uh, Peter is just an asshole like 
He, so yeah, he's I was a terrible person to talk about this too. It's like yes, <laughs> there's. But this movie came out during a culture shift of what defined a nerd, in in our in our in our society. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but so it was, it's like they tried to do what like they tried to make a hipster Peter Parker, but just like yeah, but no one really knew it, what that was at the time. So like and then I like it's like this, and then as we time went on, I was sorry. just like, oh, hipsters aren't nerds actually. <laughs> It feels to me, and I said this briefly, and now if you respond to it, because we were talking about a bunch of things. It mm. feels to me like this is not only trying to be the Dark Knight, which which it totally feels that, definitely. Mm. But it's also like, you know, Twilight <laughs> did really well around the demographic we're going for. I don't I don't know. I don't know how you got that it tried to be like the Dark Knight. Look, if you uh, saw the marketing for this like, movie, it's all supposed to be like, trying to be darker in tone. That's all. Yeah, oh, okay. Darker and grittier okay. and okay. realistic air quotes mm-hmm. unrealistic um but yeah, i think it is chasing twilight too like it's chasing that romance that was very bit. popular at the time of young adult fiction yeah oh yes uh, this is yeah this was the story i think that's what appealed to why it appealed to me so much when i was 16 because this is like a young adult story like it has the young adult romance tropes it has the young adult like oh no my parents there have mysteries i got a Solve. I'm the chosen one, actually. I'm not just a oh, random guy. Yeah, yeah. The sequel goes more into that, and it's really bad. But yeah. <laughs> again, train wreck bad. So I'm looking there's forward a, to watching. There's a lot. There's a lot in this a one. That's, crash that's bad. like you were. You were <laughs> destined. You're right. <laughs> You're right. It is plane crash bad. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, they. They. This one's a lot like Peter. You were destined to be to be great. And yeah. I'm. I'm just like. See the thing, the thing about about Spider Man is that like he rises to the occasion, even though people don't know who he is. It's not yeah. for the. It's not for the. It's not for the vine. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's doing it for for just the right. greater good. He, and he's just yeah. an average everyday guy with average everyday problems. But like, yeah. you know, he has this power and he feels responsible to use it whenever he can uh, to help make the world a better place. Yes. Um, you know, he's he basically, you know, be a really good role model, which uh, he's not in this movie, unfortunately. But. The no. best promises are the ones we don't keep. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that, guys. Remember that. After a dying man begged you, please don't kill my daughter. Well, the best promises are the ones we don't keep. I wonder how that will turn out in the next movie. Uh, like, yeah. Me promising yeah. to show up on time for this show was not a good promise. <laughs> <laughs> The best oh. promises are the ones you don't keep. Oh, I'll keep that in mind for next time. <laughs> do, do we do we want to talk about Uncle Ben's death in this one? Eh, yes. We don't really have a lot of time, honestly. Okay. Tyler. Okay. Well, I do. I will agree that it was kind of. You bland. can say something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have. Uh, I don't like him says, vigilante hunting afterwards, just random people on the street. Yeah, and, like, and then he's like, "Oh, you don't have the tattoo." <laughs> he's he like, "If you." Had, if you had the tattoo, of course then the I would have hurt you so guy. much more. Yeah, of course the cops are going to go after this guy. <laughs> I feel, I feel like it's a pretty good transition though to like him becoming a crime fighter because like first he's in it for his own personal vendetta, but then he transitions to like doing it for the public. Yeah, he literally just knocks over a guy on the street, checks him, he's like, "Okay, bye." Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's very clearly not like J. J. Jameson isn't in these movies, really. No way he's like, of course, oh, yeah, Spider Man's oh, no, no, for sure. It's like, oh yeah, like he was like, if J. J. Jameson was in this movie, he's like, Spider Man's a criminal. He's like, yeah, I can see why. Yeah, he definitely is. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it's yeah. also like that in the comics too, where just like Spider Man does like goofy things because he can, and then Jay Jonas, and then it's like, yeah, you know what, Peter, you're you're kind of a jerk, actually. He's a massive jerk. He's a terrible person. <laughs> he should be the villain in No Way Home. Maybe he's the six. <laughs> the Maybe the sister six. The sister six is just uh, six Andrew Garfield Spider Man. <laughs> 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 yeah, yes. uh, I, I think we should fight. I, I, I think we're gonna fight. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, uh, probably. Yeah, uh, <laughs> 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 ah, um, right. Uh oh. Uh, so uh, I've got one last little bit of trivia here. It's right. it says before Andrew Garfield was announced for the lead part, Taylor Lautner, Josh Hutcherson, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Logan Lerman, Robert Pattinson, Jamie Bell, Daniel Radcliffe, Michael Andorano, Michael Sarah, f- <laughs> Michael Sarah. Yeah. I don't know. Trying to be a Spider-Man fan, right? Uh, all Michael Sarah eventually got to play Tobey Maguire, so it all turned out okay. Just I don't understand Michael Sarah as a prospect for it's Spider-Man. Very like He's just more Toby again. That, yeah, that's true. Alden Ehrenreich, Zac Efron, Aaron Taylor. Alden Johnson. Ehrenreich would actually be a good Spider-Man. I. Uh, Xavier Samuel at the time he would have been <laughs> Jim Sturgis uh, Drake Bell uh, Liam Aiken <laughs> <Drake Bell. laughs> <laughs> he, he did eventually voice Spider-Man yeah, he did get out there eventually uh, and then Anton uh, Yel- Yelchin Yel- oh he would have actually been Yelchin, a good right? Spider-Man yeah, he, yeah, he, he would have been, been cool, a good yeah. Spider-Man I think I think a Robert Pattinson now Robert Pattinson from like what I've seen at, at that time, he was doing, like, the Twilight films, right? Yeah, exactly. I was going to say yeah. the Pattinson, the Lerman, the Radcliffe, all that's in Hutcherson, all screamed that young adult thing I was saying. Yes, yeah. yes. It's like, this is just aiming to be a young adult fiction movie. Yeah. But as a superhero movie. Yeah. Um. So it, it screams out with the actors they looked at. Mm-hmm. I imagine, honestly, they might have been looking at Pattinson. I don't think Pattinson would have wanted it coming off of Twilight because he very yeah. purposely avoided the blockbusters after that because he was like, I need to establish that I'm actually a good actor. Yeah. Same with Kristen right. Stewart for what it's worth. Um, I I don't know. I don't know if Pattinson would have pulled off Peter Parker. Yeah, I, I think I'm more excited to see his take on Batman. Yeah, he could have pulled off superhero, but no, nah, I like I mean this he's going to pull off a superhero. Role. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, you should probably Batman. not say you should probably not say that. <laughs> Why is it gonna be bad? I don't want to see anyone pull off a superhero. So <laughs> <laughs> Why do you you always <laughs> say these things? No, um, whatever. You have a dirty mind. You're not gonna say that. Well, I thought you were talking about a poster. <laughs> um, I wonder the Joseph Gordon-Levitt, well, just Spider-Man. This came out like, three weeks before The Dark Knight Rises, so I'm sure you just it would have like I want to be Robin. Deal with it. <laughs> Maybe um, I am Spider-Man. Maybe I'm not. Wink, all wink. Right. We, are, we need to talk about the score in the post-credit scene. And then yeah, we can move on. that infamous um, post-credit scene. I actually, the thing that's interesting about the score is, and I don't know if Kevin will be able to talk about this because he hasn't seen Amazing Spider-Man two in a while, and mm-hmm. this will probably be something we can talk more next week. I'm curious if it will be the Horner theme or the uh, Zimmer theme that they would use in No Way Home if they are to use a, reuse a theme. Hans oh, Zimmer okay. did a theme. Hans He's Zimmer the, did the. Amazing Spider-Man 2. And I think and he, he threw out mm. all the score. Yeah. He threw out all this one score. He kind of like kept them. Okay. He kind of kept the main theme, I think, but he just reinvented it. Like it's still the same song, more or less. 
But like, yeah, it's such a like downgrade the main from those Elfmen. <laughs> such a downgrade from Danny Elfman. Both of them are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think I think Zimmer like. I don't know. Spider-Man. This is James Warner, to be clear. Something who, uh, that is dead, unfortunately. Rest in peace. He died in a plane crash. Ironically enough. Oh. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. I say ironically enough to be clear because Peter Parker's parents die in a plane crash in this movie. Just to be clear. Not in this movie. <laughs> Not in this one. No, no, it's in, no, it's no, it's in a newspaper headline this movie. You weren't paying attention. Oh, it was. You, yeah. I guess you were watching yeah. the Bing, which by the way, I know said so we were done, but the Bing. Watching the Bing. <laughs> the Bing of this movie. <laughs> Who uses Bing in 2012? Uh, people right. being paid for by Bing, of yeah. course. Productions being paid for by Bing. Mm-hmm. I remember, I do remember being in high school and being like, oh, wait, no, this this came out when I was my first year of college. It was the summer between the two. Anyways, I just, I just remember that being like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll be that guy that uses Bing. And because everyone else uses Google, like no one's well, tried this terrible. other thing. And then I use Bing and I was like, yeah, no, I'm going back to Google. I don't, Way to I don't establish identity. That. Right. <laughs> Should be like me and just not learn how to tie your shoes. Come on. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're not continuing that line of thought right now. <laughs> We're going to move on. The score. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yes. It was, uh, I think we, I think we, I'm not sure we mentioned while recording, but like, it was very mismatched from what was happening. Yeah, we did because I was talking about the um, yeah scene with yeah. the kid. Yeah, we were like the fight it's... scene in the school, like fighting the lizard. You're just like this. this the, the score is just kind of like a very like very slow music. I'm like, this should be faster, more dynamic. Mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> be something. <laughs> just, well, I usually just, like James Horner. Just give him percussion kind of and just because James Horner is really like one of the greats. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't really bring his A game here. Right. It um, it definitely felt it's like well I mean it's like I think I still like once again I can't remember if we were recording while I said this. Uh there was a it felt like a studio movie, it's just playing it safe throughout the whole time. You yeah. know, checking off a list. It's like, oh, we have a score. Uh <laughs> we, <laughs> we have music. <laughs> Hopefully it sounds okay. It's what's like his, it's, it's not too crazy. <laughs> what's his first name? James. James Horner. Horner. James Titanic. Okay, one of the best scores like of all time. Honestly, I, I would say that the Titanic score is incredible. He no, did. It's just saying, "My heart will go on." Et a holiday I reunion. The window, mm-hmm. I see you. I only I see. Oh wait, no. The sound design is definitely very interesting in this movie too, with some of the sound effects they use. Yeah. Like, some suction cups effects. for his hands. <laughs> some sound effects are in this movie. Oh, he did the music for Avatar. Thing. Yeah, well, yeah, he does the yeah. Cameron music. He does the James Cameron music. Yeah. He did Titanic and Avatar. So, Avatar, that very good Romeo score. and Juliet film. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the post credit scene so we can move on. Okay. Oh, what a post credit scene. Oh, <laughs> it's very funny. Oh, I, I laughed at it. it I honestly was, I was like, I was sitting there, I, I laughed at it. Look, look, look. It's it's so young adult in its tone because like yeah when I watched it I was like when I was sixteen I was like yeah it's great leading up to next movie and then now watching it now I'm just like hey, stupid. What makes me laugh is always like with these with these type of post credit scene it's like it's kind of nowadays these post credit scenes they exist to like, tease an actor who's joining the universe right this has a no name guy being like I'm building a team <laughs> it's like okay but you're not you like see him it's just kind of like is it that guy. And I look, and the actor's not a famous actor. It's just some guy. He, <laughs> so it's he, like, kind of, he kind of sounds like at the beginning, it's like he's trying to play 
the part of Norman Osborn, like play Willem Dafoe as no he's trying to play Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn from the first Spider-Man film, like by yeah. doing the voice. And I was like, really? Do they bring do they bring Willem Dafoe back for this? Is that why Danny's like, make sure you watch that scene? No, and then it, it turned it so wasn't him. And I'm like, <laughs> and then like the scene doesn't even end. The sound progression doesn't cl- come to a close. It just mm-hmm. it, it's just like this echo of uh Reese Iphens just talking and he's I don't even remember what he says. I like how we talked about the movie we didn't even once bring up Reese Iphens, which I think is very appropriate for the amount of presence he has in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, at, at the time the main theory was that the guy in the shadows building the team is the chameleon. Oh, yeah, okay. That. Yeah, I think it, it, like the theory continue on to like Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which sort of supported it more or less, but uh there's but you know Never moved on beyond that, so we'll never know who who it was. Still banking on it being chame- chameleon. I right. hope they find someone else. He could be the watcher. <laughs> what if he's the six? Sinister six. They just bring up the guy in the shadows, and it's like ooh, <laughs> and then just one punch, and he's he's down. One right. round. Predictions for No Way Home. <laughs> To keep this amazing Spider-Man one, I would like this suit to be Garfield's suit in the movie. I think it's cooler than the one he gets in the Amazing Spider-Man two, which looks very like it. You'll see it next mm-hmm. week, Tyler. But it really just looks like a modified Raimi suit, uh-huh. and that's why I'd rather have this one because it's more distinct. It doesn't look like either the Holland or the Raimi suit, mm-hmm. and I I think it's a good suit. I, I I remember being bummed. They I mean I get why they did. Because the tone of Amazing Spider-Man 2 is much goofier than this one. <laughs> but <laughs> having that suit there would be just as dissonant as some of the stuff in this movie. But I'd like that suit back. Yeah, I say I would love to have the suit back. i am just got one sentence. I'm really interested in what they'll do with Peter Garfield in that film. I, I hate I, Mondays. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know, like... Toby's got a continuation. I don't know what this character is doing. Yeah, it it comes down to like what I was saying with Caleb last week, where it's like, yeah, you might think Garfield because he was like, I think Garfield love a bigger role than Toby will, and I'm just kind of like, but like, who really wants either of these movies back in the continuity? Like, you know, like, like I don't really want I like. I don't know what he would fit in the story, whereas Toby is very obviously a mentor figure. Yeah. Like maybe he's just a screw-up comedic Spider-Man, but like I also don't think Garfield would come back if they're just making fun of his own movies, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting what they do with uh, his Peter. It was like, maybe just like a Peter down on his luck or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Incel Peter. My- Never found another girlfriend. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, my No Way Home prediction is kind of similar to yours, Tyler. It's just like, I hope Andrew Garfield gets to be the Peter Parker he wanted to be. Um, yeah. Review, yeah, he was re- recently in an interview, he was saying like, yeah, like his performance, like he didn't get to be, portray Peter Parker the way he wanted to portray Peter Parker. Mm. Um, like, you know, it's, it's all studio notes and all that stuff. And isn't he a big, he's a big Spidey film, isn't he? Uh, he's a big fan. fan. Spidey, yeah, Spidey no, he fan. loves Spidey. Yeah, he is a big Spider-Man film too, though. <laughs> 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 yeah, so Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's like, so, I mean, like, with this move, No Way Home, 
potentially having Andrew Garfield in it. Uh, it would be set years later. And it was just like, it'd be interesting to see like Unless how this aged. character has grown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't Danny, want that. Danny. Let's see yeah. seven years. <laughs> Let's spend the money to get that accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I really hope it's like a, continue, a continuation of The Amazing Spider-Man because it was left unfinished. It was like, you know, like they don't have to do like a huge montage or like what happens instead. It's just more like how has the character grown? Like, has the character developed at all? Like, does he have a character now? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I hope it's more of like the goofy, goofy Spider-Man, like cracking jokes all the time. And then like, you know, then like a, maybe like a more confident Peter Parker. Like, you know, maybe Toby's the, Toby is kind of like tired of being Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield's like at the peak of his Spider-Man career. And then, uh, you know, Tom Holland's still new to Spider-Man. Yeah, sort of. Even though he's had more movies, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, right. Hey, man, I'm um, I'm just with with Stark. <laughs> I think my animation should really know. Stop talking during the spell. Stop. We should get we should get like just the movie pauses and then Benedict Cumberbatch turns towards the audience and he's like, "Stop texting during the film." Like, we just get this big ad in the middle what of the film. What if in the film. middle of the film, he comes, he's like, hey, and out comes, I have a friend to talk to you, and out comes um, uh, actor Loki, or as we call him on the podcast, Matt Damon, and Matt, yes. Damon, Matt Damon comes to say, he's like, have you looked into investing in cryptocurrency? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that gave me an idea for like a Ford, like a, a, a meta experience where it's like, like they have like a montage of like Doctor Strange and Peter Parker <laughs> traveling through different dimensions, and then at one point the the screen is black, and then like the theater lights turn on, and then like you see like Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Holland walking through the theater, <laughs> to the audience, <laughs> and they go out the exit, and then the movie's back on. <laughs> yes. Well, if they were to jump into different universes in the movie theater, I would want them to jump into the the universe of the Eminem commercial. <laughs> <laughs> that always plays in front of movies for the last 15 years. The one where, like, this isn't a movie, this is an envelope. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. I don't, but yeah, it's commercial. This isn't a movie, this is an envelope. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought, <laughs> the one that I did I not tell were... the story on it before, where I went I... to see, I think, Divergent of a high school friend of mine, and we got that commercial in front of it that it had been playing for like five years already. It's still playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but like, yeah. it had been five years already at that point. And my friend just turns to me and goes, You know, they made a Lego movie. They should make an Eminem movie. <laughs> 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 I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I thought I thought you were talking about the rapper. That's no, why I was like, what is, Eminem commercial? The, oh, yeah. This is the most important miles? scene of the movie and your <laughs> cell phone rings. This is why we don't make movies. <laughs> <laughs> don't you know you should turn off your phone before you go <laughs> into the movie. That's my Eminem commercial. Yeah. Knees are weak, arms are heavy, mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti <laughs> at the concession stands. Knock, knock, I'm the devil in his bed. Anyway, um, let's move on to our awards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> MVP. Uh, so before I say mine, I do want to give a runner up that we didn't mention on the podcast, which is the late, great Irfan Khan, who has a very bad bit role in this, but you know what? He's a great actor. And he it reminded me of the joke I had at the time, 
which is that he's in this and he's in Life of Pi. And I don't know if you've seen Life of Pi. I have. But in Life of Pi, the name of the tiger in it is Richard Parker. Mm-hmm. So I once made a letterbox. Actually, I don't have a letterbox list for it, but I remember making the joke that Irfan Khan was in two movies that year where he talked about Richard Parker because that's the name of Peter's dad. And then also he's the adult version of Pi in Life of Pi. So Richard Parker. But cool. my actual review of the movie is Kuzilka, which it's actually kind of interesting because I feel like if we ever do cover the Ivor of the Spider-Man movies, I might have Tony Revolori as one of my MVPs because I think he's a great Flash. But I really like what they do with Flash in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's different than what they do with him in the Spider-Man movie, the you know, like the Raimi movies. Yeah. Um, it's a really small part. It kind of comes down to that thing with Flash with Bruce Campbell where I picked him because I'm like, he's not really in a bad scene. I think all of Flash's scenes he is interesting in, even though he does look like Channing Tatum in 21 Jump Street. <laughs> he does he does have the best character development in the whole film. Just I, like he's like in the movie for yeah. four minutes <laughs> <laughs> exactly no, no, I, I, but I agree no he's he's great and I really like this Flash because it's like the whole thing was like that the Raimi movie missed well Flash isn't really in the Raimi movies too much he's just in the high school portion I think just in the no. in the first yeah. one yeah in, he's in the first half of the scenes. first ones yeah because yeah. yeah. it's like Flash is a huge part of Peter's life even well into adulthood um so well, he's not in the Amazing Spider-Man too much at all. So he, no, these movies he's not. didn't care. Just, yeah, <laughs> I, I, like I said, like I don't know. Maybe in an I want to live in an alternate universe where like this turned into a great cinematic universe. But you know, we 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 they don't have dimensional hopping abilities yet. You say great cinematic universe, but really this would just be a universe where Venom exists. Tom Hardy and Spider-Man could be there too. It'd be hey, spunk, but a little fine. early. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. Who is your MVP, Tyler? Um, I choose Dennis Leary, not because of his performance in this, which wasn't too bad, but because I like his voice. I like hearing he, him talk. He has a good you voice. Seen the Ice He's Age good. movies? <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> Ice Age 1 and 2, and they should have quit after that. I like the third one, but mm, after that, yeah, You should not have an opinion. Okay. <laughs> Simon Pegg is a good actor. <laughs> you, who? I am more interested in discussing Ice Age than I have to discuss the movie we just talked about. <laughs> you are. I, okay. Let's bring in the Ice Age discourse. <laughs> hey, hey, Ice Age is owned by Disney now, so they could be part of the MCU. It that is, is on Disney Plus. What We're if? We're going to make an Ice Age podcast. Spider-Man BC, I'm telling you. <laughs> Ray Romano. The Roaring Spider-Man. What's up the Spider-Man <laughs> yeah. guy? Vader in Theater's Friday. Who is your MVP? Uh, I really liked em- Emma Stone in this movie. Uh, I feel like she, she, I don't know, she, like her casting was just kind of perfect. Like she was, she fit the role of Gwen Stacy just so well. Um, and then like Gwen Stacy ha- had, was, more, had decent writing more or less. Um, she was, she was definitely an active character that was able to make decisions that affect the plot. Um, but uh, no, it's just like, and then like her chemistry. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Danny, control yourself. <laughs> I, I, I say it hesitantly, of course. Uh, say I say I hear I say. Go on. <laughs> but no, and then like and then like I don't know. She just she has that comedic timing that works very well with for the comedy moments. But she's also able to play drama, and she has mm-hmm. a great chemistry with Andrew Garfield. So like even though like I said, even though the writing of their relationship was pretty, eh. Uh, yeah. there oh, was it was pretty oh there maybe we could uh, you know <laughs> you're like Andrew Garfield had to have been inspired by Shia LaBeouf 
Had to be. This feels very Shia LaBeouf and Transformers' performance. <laughs> Specifically, the second Transformers? <laughs> yeah. The, oh. whoa, 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 man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, go on. Sorry. No, yeah, no. Emma Stone. Very like Emma Stone in this movie. Uh, I have problems with her as, as an actress in general, but in this mm. movie, she was fine. Wow, you hate Cruella. I hate Aloha. <laughs> oh, that's very fair. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're, very fair to hate that movie. <laughs> um, best scene. Uh, as I texted Tyler, I was like, I think this movie has literally one good scene. And that to me is the fight in the high school. I think it's a really cool mm-hmm. use of the webbing that was never used in the Raimi movies, never used in the Holland movies. Particularly, I think of the moment where he stops the lizard in the hallway mm-hmm. just by webbing him so quickly and jumping on his back. I really mm-hmm. like that. I think the action here is really cool. Yeah, I, like I really the, don't like the action anywhere else in the movie, but I think that action is cool. I like the mm. I like the visual of him climbing all over uh, the lizard and cocooning yeah. him, and then also like yeah. webbing his uh, hand to the the door and then pulling it off and like you know now he's got a weapon. Yeah, it's really cool. It was yeah. it was I I really like the idea when I was watching it both you know when I was sixteen and now it's like oh yeah it's a Spiderman fight in a high school we didn't get that before I actually really like it it's like in like yeah, this nice yeah, meshing true. of the of Peter Parker's personal and superhero life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well yeah to a degree because the high school was immediately evacuated <laughs> true and it, also, like, Stanley it was really strange to transition cameo. to that scene too because like he took gwen out swinging and then uh and then we got kurt connor's turning to lizard and then suddenly like you know spider-man's at school <laughs> and the they should have just brought back dylan toilet. baker <laughs> just, can i just say that dylan baker should have been way better than risen beans <laughs> Anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and also don't make the lizard look like he's one of those villains Ninja from the Turtles? Mario and Luigi. Oh movie. yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Super yeah. Mario Bros. Thank <laughs> you very much, Chris Pratt. It's a me, Chris Pratt. Yeah, <laughs> Mama, it's, it's, it's a me, I'm Luigi Charlie Day. Yeah, right. <laughs> ah, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite scene is uh, when Spider-Man sets up the web. In the sewers to find the lizard, and that he's cool. actually he's actually using like the techniques of a spider to you know to find his prey, and I'm like, you know, that's that's really cool. And I I did read that Andrew uh, like well just yeah Andrew Garfield and uh, I believe um, Mark Webb they had both talked about how they wanted him to Spider Man to move a lot more like a spider in in this film than prior prior films um and i i liked i liked that yeah i wonder if they use the japanese spider-man show as inspiration because that was also one of their techniques to have the spider-man look is it more like a spider Probably. he also yeah, has a yeah. giant mech in that show but yeah. well yeah <laughs> um oh yeah, i mean like scene. tyler kind of <laughs> building off of that a little bit i really like the the part but my my one of my favorite moments of it is like when Peter like he sets up the web, but then he like he's just playing games on his phone, waiting for the wizard. Yeah, to I feel like that's a very humanizing uh, part. Yeah, of, of a it just made movie. me remind it just yeah. remind me how bad phones were in 2012. That's what it did. For me. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Um, oh boy. What is your favorite? What's your favorite scene, Kevin? Spider Man saves a kid. Uh, I re- the Terrence Malick music, <laughs> the Jesus music playing behind him. <laughs> hey man, that kid got saved. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
No, it's like, I don't know. It was just like, it was, it was a very Peter Parker thing where just like, I was like, the kid was scared. It's like, hey, no, like I'm a normal guy. And it's like, hey, like, you know, it's like, and the kid's scared. Like, no, wear the mask. It makes you strong. Like, I'll save you. I don't know. I got, I got chills watching that still. It was, mm. um, you know, it was, it was such, it was superhero goodness. It was what I yeah. like from superhero movies. Like, oh yeah, like, I like it when superheroes save random people, even though they should be stopping the supervillain. But like, you have to make sure everyone's safe. I right. think to me, yeah. the scene yeah. is good in theory. It's just the music totally ruined it for me. Like really, that's, that's, that's fair. just it for me. The ruin, the music of that scene totally ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not my worst scene, which is our next category. The worst so, scene to me is I have written that as Peter ruins a poor intern's life, <laughs> which uh, let it's me a tell you, of color too. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is why I'm convinced this is a social network joke because in the social network, uh, Andrew Garfield famously plays Eduardo Saverin, who is mm-hmm. you can probably tell by his name being Eduardo. He's not a white person in real life, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was convinced this was a joke about that in a sense, but then it's also it's like. What's what's the name of his character? Is it like Hector in this movie? I, don't uh, know who I he's forgot. For. But I, it's like yeah. they, he's like he, he's like, is that your name? And he goes like C, and it's like, Ugh. and then you see the no pun intended. You see the guy <laughs> like being dragged out, and it's just like again, I said Peter is an asshole in this whole movie, but that really mm-hmm. like clenches it because yeah. as far as we know, that guy is never allowed back in, <laughs> and yep. and M uh, and Gwen just thinks it's funny. That's the thing too. That's so weird to me. It's like no one cares about this poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, also the receptionist has the weirdest line in the movie. I think is, "Are you having trouble finding yourself?" Though yeah, it's like, that's <laughs> such a weird line. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the way it's delivered and where it's placed. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That in, that intern was just, or not that intern. The uh, the secretary the was just the receptionist was just very very odd. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, it was the worst scene was there was a lot to pick here, but it was Uncle ben. <laughs> <laughs> the movie. The worst scene was the movie. The best um, scene was the credits because I got to turn off. The, <laughs> turn off it the was movie. the worst scene was Uncle Ben's death because like it tries to be the same type of moment that we got in Spider in the first uh, Raimi Spider Man film, but it it's it just. It number one, Uncle Ben is just walking down the street, and then this guy walks out. <laughs> he, really is. he is. He's just walking down the street, and then this guy just is. He's running along, and he falls, and a gun slips out from his coat. And it's like, okay, if you see that, and you see the gun, like on it, like honestly, it's like, yeah, he I'm gonna tell the, the I'm gonna tell the authorities, like, hey. That's him. But also, I don't have a gun or the training to disarm this guy. So I'm not going to jump on the gun. He tried to be and a hero. This movie has some, yeah. We didn't get into it because we're probably not the people to. But I think this movie has some very weird politics to it. Like yeah. that scene. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of the Stacy, the Captain Stacy stuff has been kind of poorly aged, considering recent conversations about policing. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of... Uh, weird stuff in this movie already but yes that's a moment that sticks but out yeah me, he so. he just it's it's like he's going for it it's like he's like i gotta set an example for peter and he just <laughs> I gotta he, tell peter to grab guns he's, from random people he's three he's and what the desk, movie told us is like hey kid greatness. if you play a hero you get shot <laughs> yeah I mean, uh, 
I just, I don't understand. Like, Uncle Ben would be a lot. See, the thing is, in the first, in the first Raimi, like, we know that. Imagine Cliff Peter, Robertson doing that. That would be so ridiculous. Like, it would be ridiculous. <laughs> Cliff Robertson is like, look, man, like, you don't want to do this, you know, and, or whatever. And then, in three, you know, yeah. and then yeah. he's shot. And I, I don't want to believe the retcon in Spider-Man 3 is is real. I'm just going to go with what we get in the very first. <laughs> well, even though one. if it is, that's still you know, better than what you get. It's still much here. better the here where better the guy the, the guy, you know, the guy demands the car and Uncle Ben's like, "Hey, look, you don't want to do this." And then he's like, "No, I do." And then he's like, "No, no, you don't. Just put the gun down." And then boom, he's shot. Where in this one, the guy falls down, doesn't exchange a word at all with Uncle Ben. And then Uncle Ben's like, Oh, shiny, and dives on the ground, and <laughs> and, and then is shot. And I'm I, I just and it just like it it really Peter, kills Peter's motivation. Yeah, too. and Peter Peter's like Peter is not involved. Like Peter did not directly cause Uncle Ben's death or have a hand in causing Uncle Ben's death in this one, because no. like the guy the shop owner comes out and is like, hey. Look, aren't you gonna catch that guy? And and then he's like, "No, my policy," which is just a terrible. Right? I missed the part where that's my problem. Like, I missed my part that my problem was so iconic, and this is just like, "It's it's not my policy." What? (laughs) (laughs) So, so a joke that I thought of is like, so Peter's trying to help Uncle Ben stop the bleed. He's like, "Somebody call an ambulance!" And when I want someone to be like, "It's not my policy." <laughs> I just, I just like, like, yeah, Peter let that guy go, but also Peter would have had to have chased that guy down, and he probably would have never caught up with that guy, you know. To, well, I mean, also Uncle Ben was out looking for Peter because Peter, you know. Oh, else? yeah, I can see, I can see, yeah. It's, where it's, that, like, it's still like, oh, still kind of sort of his fault. It's still like, kind of you know, sort of. It's and, like just the last much... thing he said, to Uncle Ben was a was you know was how much. But there was They're no not fighting, my dad. So like, yeah, yeah. So it's so like literally what he said. <laughs> Again, exact remake of the first movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just the stakes are severely lowered here. It's mm-hmm. also like yeah. to me, it kills his mo- like Peter's motivation to hunt Uncle Ben's killer. Because the thing is, is that Uncle Ben's killer didn't try to kill Uncle Ben. They were wrestling over a gun. Like, it is an accidental gunshot death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, to be like, I'm going to hunt down this guy who owned a gun. Like, what? <laughs> like, right. Right. And all that, like, all that Andrew Garfield has to go. All that Andrew Garfield. It's Andrew Garfield himself who was. I think it doesn't feel like Peter Parker. So calling him Andrew Garfield, I think it's fine. So, uh, so yeah, all that, all that he does, like he, I don't think he got a very good look at who this guy is. Much like Star where Toby, yeah, Toby Maguire got a look of who this guy was. You know, where like the guy was behind Peter the whole time in line when they were in the store, and then he caught a glance of him. When they were both leaving the store, when he, he tossed them the, the money, milk. yeah, 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 the milk, yeah, and then he sees the his the back of him when he's running away. But I'm like, Peter didn't have enough information to really profile this guy, and now he's just like tattoo on the wrist. I gotta chase every long haired guy down in New York and see if they've got Grass a tattoo on the wrist. Literally knock him over on the street. Right, <laughs> where's the tattoo? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um. Kevin. Yeah. We're seen.
the don't take a penny scene uh, where Peter's like, I need two cents. Takes it from the take a penny, leave a penny. He's like, no, you got to spend $10 to take a penny. I'm like, what kind of store policy is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah it, these, like, it's like, is that how you're creating conflict? They're like, this is, you could have gotten so much better. And, <laughs> like, he, and the thing is, it's not, it's yes. not like it's bad. It's that like, he doesn't <laughs> give up on it. The guy just yeah. keeps like doubling down. It's like, who cares this much? <laughs> exactly. And he, he, he doesn't, he doubles down on that, but he never closes his cash register. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, like, so stupid. He's yeah, dumb. it's very strange. But yeah, it's, I I think that's the worst scene in the movie. If if this if this <laughs> movie if this movie had a uh, if if this movie had like a tagline on its poster, it should be should have been his policy or that's not my policy. That's <laughs> that that needs to be its line. Well, um, I think that re- that wraps up our why is awards, right, Dan? Yeah. 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 So, Kevin, we're kicking you out. Oh, okay. Sounds good. <laughs> well, do you have anything you want to say? Talk about? Uh, advertise? All that yeah, jazz? Yeah. I like to plug myself a little bit. Uh, so, yeah. My name is Kevin Lau. Uh, you, have also, you can also hear me talk about uh, Captain America Civil War on a few episodes back on Why Is. I believe. A few. <laughs> yeah. A few. Yeah. It was quite a ways, ways back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was one of, the, one of the first episodes. I think. Was it episode 10? 11? I don't know. It was... Keep talking, guys. Right after yeah. we finished uh, WandaVision. I yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, as mentioned earlier, I am also on Committed Critics. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Committed Crits. That's C-O-M-M-I-T-T-E-D-C-R-I-T-S. And that show streams all over on your favorite podcast platform. So Spotify, Podbean, uh, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. We also have a YouTube channel, Committed Critics. Uh, where we talk, have our episodes as well as Let's Plays as well. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at author Kalau, that's E-U-T-H-O-R-K-L-A-U if you want to know more about any other projects I'm working on. I work on a ton. All right. Yeah, cool. it was episode episode nine, aptly titled, We Need to Stop Recording These at Night. Fair enough. That was, hey, uh, it's I think currently the episode itself is three and a half yeah. hours. I recorded yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, I was like, Danny, you were saying something, right? <laughs> well, I was going to thank Joe Schrubner for editing this episode. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Thank and you, Joe. We're, we're going to end. We're going to end right now. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm let's done. thank I'm done. you, the listeners, for listening to this episode of Why Is with Ty and Dan. We can be found on various podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and on our website, whyiswithtydan.buzzsprout.com. Also, contact us by email at whyiswithtydan at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at whyiswithtyan1 because I'm number Tyler's one. number one. Not Tyler because he keeps reading my lines. And then you can follow me, Danny Vincent, on Letterboxd at Blankman's for reviews of movies, including those not in the spunk. Now, <laughs> next week, we will talk about The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, and Kevin, once again, thanks for being on. We like having you back. Yep. I like being here. Yeah. Cool. All right. right. We'll catch you in the next one.